0: Hello and welcome to Publishers Weekly Insider. I'm Mark Rotella, Senior Editor at Publishers Weekly. Today we will take a look at the health of holiday book sales and what books are moving. And to talk with us is Ed Nowatka, PW's bookselling and international editor. Hello, Ed. So glad you could join us. Thanks, Mark. This is about an article that is just up uh, that you've written on holiday book sales. And so how have they been so far? People are really optimistic. For the most part, sales have been strong across the country.
1: Obviously, there are going to be a few exceptions here and there, depending on weather, uh, the college, occasional college football game getting in the way. But overall, people are very optimistic that it's going to be a really good holiday season for sales. There are a few challenges, though. Some that we definitely should should pay attention to going forward.
0: Before we get to the challenges, I want to see what books are moving, and I'm just judging by the title of your uh, of your article. Becoming is one of them.
1: Who wrote Becoming again? I think I'm a little confused. <laughs> no,
0: it's
1: it is by far the biggest book of the year, um, which is gratifying to see because it would have been a shame if one of the uh, the Trump read novels, anti-Trump nonfiction books would have won out. It's nice to see Michelle Obama's you know, becoming, which is a is altogether optimistic and more upbeat in tone uh, than something like, you know, fire and fury uh, would have been. Uh, it's nice to see that that's going to land under more and more Christmas trees and Hanukkah menorahs and, and other holiday celebrations this year. So, yep. It's Michelle Obama's becoming is the is going to be probably the number one book of the year,
0: and you you talk to a lot of booksellers. I mean, this is throughout the country. We're not just talking the uh, the coasts uh, or elsewhere.
1: You bet. I mean, I live in Texas, and my local bookstore, Brazos Bookstore, uh, they sold they're selling ten copies a day of it. Mind you, Houston votes liberal, but uh, votes Democratic. But you really are seeing this just all across the country um, by and large. People are just really excited about it. Um, she's very well liked The book is very, very articulate, and I think um I, again, people are gravitating more towards some positivity during the holidays than some of the some of the doom and gloom that was so popular earlier in the year, particularly when it comes to political books. Um, you're seeing that also because a lot of the humor books are 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 really picking up, too, the political humor books that are out there now, too. So that's, that's kind of fun.
0: Well, so what other books are uh, selling that are um, kind of pushing things and making this a good holiday season for booksellers, independent and, and otherwise?
1: Well, I think one of the, one of the, the late indicators of, of what's going to sell is often that New York Times list that comes out this time of the year where they name their top ten books of the year. That usually pushes the needle on uh, on quite a few titles. Uh, PW's own best books of the year list is also helps get people's attention, and it's something that I think everybody should definitely take a look at. Some really great titles on that. As far as fiction goes, you know the big the big sellers at this time of the year are often uh, kids' books because people tend to focus on you know buying for children. In which case, if you're looking at our children's best-selling, uh, the best-selling titles at children's stores, you're really looking at uh, the latest Wimpy Kid, which is called Meltdown. You're talking. Uh, Dave Pilkey has a new book out. He's very popular. As does you know the latest uh, J.K. Rowling. The fantastic, the latest um, in the Fantastic Beasts series is out, and those are really, really, really big hits. As far as adult fiction goes. I don't see one particular clear winner. A lot of people at this time of the year will look to prize lists. So I think you can look at something like less Andrew Sean Greer's um, Pulitzer Prize winner from this year, which is doing very well at, for example, the Boulder Bookstore in Colorado. They say it's doing better than most Pulitzer winners have in the past. That's one example of the type of book. Um, People are certainly also looking for that one big dad book. And this year, that seems to be eluding booksellers a little bit, which is okay. It just means that more and more uh, authors are going to get, you know, get some attention.
0: Uh, By dad books, do you mean books on fatherhood, or do you mean books to get dads, like the big stereotypical book, like the big history book or the big business biography?
1: You got it. It's the latter. I didn't mean to be confusing about that, but yes, the big dad book, which would be, um, you know, your big biography. Your big, uh, your big piece of fiction, or not fiction, I'm sorry, your big historical, your big, uh, your big book of history. Um, one of the books I've heard recommended for, for dads this season is um, A.J. Jacobs' new book, which is about gratitude. And He traveled around the world um, thanking everybody who made his morning cup of coffee possible. So I know that that's, uh, that's one of the books I've heard recommended to a lot of people.
0: Now, you had also said in the article that Becoming, you quoted a couple of booksellers saying that Becoming actually brought people to the bookstore who wouldn't necessarily normally come to the bookstore. And how did that help them? Do they buy more books?
1: Well, yes. What happens is you're getting in people who just normally don't make book buying part of their routine. Or rather, they don't make book buying at bookstores part of their routine. So a book that 's why having a big blockbuster hit every season, uh, whether it's fiction nonfiction, um, or a children's series uh, like a Harry Potter or Hunger Games, is so important to booksellers because you really need to drive people to go into the store um, for a lot of book a lot of people the bookstores are just not on their on their usual flight path for shopping, but at the same time the hope is is that once a bookseller gets somebody into the store they can be so charming as to uh, turn them into a repeat customer and very often that's the case you know they'll they'll recommend a book um not just for mom and dad but for the kids and the aunts and the uncles and the grandma and grandpa and then hopefully talk you into buying one for yourself as well and that adds up to quite a few sales
0: and you also write about how difficult it's been for these uh, independent booksellers, is keeping key titles in stock. And, and you even quoted someone anonymously, a book buyer uh, of an independent who, when Becoming came out on Black Friday, that person went to Costco to get books in order to sell. What is happening here? Is it because they didn't stock their shelves enough, or is it a problem with publishers getting books to those stores?
1: It's become an issue this season. It's What you're seeing is that the most popular titles, but even some of the less popular books, the the stock just isn't available. And it's been a combination. It's a bit of a perfect storm. Um, There's been a lot of consolidation in the printing industry, which means that when you want to get a book reprinted, it takes longer and there's less uh, facilities available to you to do that. Uh, Publishers have got very conservative with print runs this year. In part because the price of paper shot through the roof, which made printing books more expensive. And I think if you're a discerning book buyer, you'll notice that on certain types of books, the quality of paper can be lacking, frankly, because people have gone to cheaper alternatives for paper stock to make up for that. Um, you know, they, they didn't budget for higher paper prices, so they had to go with cheaper stock because they didn't want to blow their budget. and um, on top of that, yes, certain books have become more popular than people anticipated, possibly becoming. Um, I joked, rather didn't joke, but but one of the booksellers said quite archly that they ended up restocking by going to Costco when they ran out of uh, copies of Becoming. And the irony is, is that there are also rumors now that Costco is starting to run out of stock of key books. There's also rumors that they're not taking in orders of books that they've already... Um, requested because they, um, you know, they simply just have the, the demand of the space that seems that remains to be seen too. So there's another storyline here, which involves Barnes and Noble. And part of that is some of the conservatism uh, on the part of publishers, the reticence to, to print huge quantities of books like they might do at the holiday season is they didn't want to see a lot of those books come back from Barnes and Noble should Barnes & Noble be having trouble in the new year? You know, Barnes & Noble has been trying to sell itself, um, and they've had a lot of management issues. So there's some questions about the the future of the chain, frankly. So publishers also erred on the side of being conservative in that regard. Should Barnes & Noble have trouble next year? They don't want to get back, you know, millions of dollars of book returns um, because they, you know, they printed large quantities this fall. So again, it's a bit of a perfect storm.
0: You write that uh, you report that between uh, Black Friday through Cyber Monday, uh, places like Little City Books in Hoboken and Denver's Tattered Cover they were up. The sales were up nine, ten percent, which was the best in the last five years. Is it because of becoming? Is it because you know? I wonder if people are just starting to buy books different kinds of books now. I, and I know we've talked about you know, the political books, you know, just by Trump being in presidency uh, has produced a lot of books, both for and uh, contrary. Is this an indicator of perhaps the next season? It
1: is. I think we, I just think the attitude of people has shifted a little bit. You know, two years ago, you have to look at the numbers and two years ago with the presidential election of 2016, The lead up to it was so fraught and people were so safe. Many people were surprised, particularly the type of people who who tend to frequent independent bookstores. You know, they just they were in a shock after the election. They didn't tend to buy a lot of books. And then again, last year, you know, there was a threat of nuclear war with North Korea happening around this time uh, a year ago. Again, people were very distracted. So the fact that the numbers are up, you always have to put those in context. The numbers are up from the year before and the year before that. But it just feels that there's, there's a good crop of general books out there, too. There's a lot of variety. There's, a lot of, um, you know, there's just a lot of really interesting books on offer for people that once somebody gets into a book story, you know, they can pick up two or three books. Um, There may not be that one mega blockbuster, other than Becoming, that is the must-have book of the season, which actually can be a benefit to booksellers, because a bookseller can then get in there and hand-sell them two or three or four or five books, maybe from smaller presses. So, you know, spreading the joy around a little bit, and I think that that's a, that's a real treat.
0: Yeah, hand-selling was a term that we used in our industry years and years ago, and we still do, but now, as you know, we've, you know, we've reported, other places reported, that there's kind of been a boom of independent bookstores that are able to hand-sell books that aren't necessarily going to be the most publicized, but they're just kind of personal favorites.
1: Yes. I mean, absolutely. And that's, that's part of the treat. I mean, you can go to three different independent bookstores and they will all recommend you three different, you know, three different titles that you must read now. That <laughs> Coming with a sense of urgency is what really helps close the deal. But you're going to have such a wide variety. And so if you're living in a city where you're blessed with a number of independent stores, you know, it really gives you an opportunity to explore the literary landscape in some depth. You know, I was in a bookstore. I was in three different indies over Black Friday weekend, and all of them uh, sold me different books. One sold me a, uh, you know, a a series of religious lectures and tracks from a local pastor. Um, Another was was pushing a piece of translated fiction. And then still a third was um, tried to offer me a life-sized cutout from Tashin of the Human skeleton. I thought was a a pretty cool, you know, pretty cool gift. So that's what I ended up getting for my daughter for Christmas, but don't tell her.
0: No, no. Well, I was just going to ask you, Ed, uh, do you have a go-to book that uh, uh, that you think makes a good gift?
1: I do. The 1001 Books You Must Read Before You Die by James Mustich, uh, which is published by Workman, that's my go-to for this year. It's just an extraordinary feat that he put this together. The book, it reads beautifully. He's extremely insightful. And, um, and and that's the kind of book that you can give to a book lover that will lead to, you know, scores of other books that they'll
0: appreciate. All right. Well, let's uh, hope for a continued good book-selling season, uh, especially with our independence. So, Ed, thanks so much for talking with us.
1: Always a pleasure. Thank you very much. Have a great holiday season, everyone.
0: You too. We've been talking with Ed Nowatka, PW's bookselling and international editor, about holiday sales around the country. I'm Mark Rotella, senior editor at Publishers Weekly. Thank you so much for listening. Please be sure to subscribe to PW Insider on iTunes, and we'll see you next week.